Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of How It Is with Pitney and Waigua. I'm Waigua and today it's just you and me. <laughs> Unfortunately, Whitney is not going to make it for today's episode. They are busy and busy is always good, but we've decided that we're going to come up with a little something just to carry you along the week until next week when we will be back together to record the episode that we had planned out. So today we're going to talk about crises, just a little something. It's something a lot of us experience, but just so in the same page, I'll start by describing what a crisis is. According to the APA, a crisis is a state of confusion and anxiety to the degree that formerly successful coping tools fail us. What this means is that an event happens or something changes in your life that you are grappling with. Basically, you struggle so much that your regular coping mechanisms, you know, you're trying everything that you used to use that used to work and it's not working anymore and then is when you realize wow i'm in a crisis <laughs> so an example would be loss when you're going through a loss you've lost your job or maybe you've lost your partner a significant you know person in your life a friend and it's can be such a big loss that you struggle to get back to your daily habits, your normal life. And yes, that's what we call a crisis. And again, a lot of us experience this and sometimes we go through it without even realizing or having a name for it. And that can lend to such such a deep sense of disempowerment, just not knowing what is going on, but feeling that heaviness, that weight you just don't know what to do because you don't even know what's going on in the first place and so having a name lends to a feeling of empowerment you now know what it is and so it loses its power um there's i think a podcast i had listened to a while back and they were talking about how thoughts in the mind can be or can seem so big but it's because we have, as human beings, such a huge power of imagination. Like, our minds will wander, will, like, go all over the place. And so, being able to solidify an experience and naming it really puts it in place. And then from there, you know how to navigate that particular problem. So today we're going to get into how a crisis pre presents an obstacle, but it also offers an opportunity to either grow or decline. Because when you're going through a crisis, like you've lost your job, your eggs are in the baskets. <laughs> so a lot of weight falls into the decision you make and you have or like there's a sense of responsibility to make the right decision otherwise it's gonna be a steady decline honey and today's podcast is about you know navigating that 
crises and exploiting our options and making that choice. Now, let's talk a little about perception and how it plays into an event and whether or not it becomes a crisis. So you can find that, you know, two friends who have dated for an equal amount of time, you know, separate to their partners and one friend is absolutely devastated, like their life is over. And the other one is just moving along with life like nothing has happened. Or like maybe it's it's a loss, yes, but it's not that deep. And objectively, these are like, this is the same event. They've all lost their partner. But one is responding to it differently than the other. So that's basically how people respond to events and some people end up experiencing a crisis crisis while others do not so the the difference between these two people is perception and one person perceives it to be the end of the fucking world basically and the other one perceives it to be a breakup yes but it's not that deep. And a little later, we are going to get into how I experienced a breakup and it was the end of the world for me. You know, these things can be hard. Sira, he see. And I think with my relationship, the first time I ever dated, mm-hmm, I had placed all my sense of worth or that responsibility for like validation and affirmation on my partner. So me being with them was basically the reason I'm alive and it really carried me along. But then now when I lost it, oh, honey, I was in shambles. I was in shambles. And so I hope you can see how like my view of them or of the relationship was that this is what is carrying me. This is what is sustaining me, nourishing me. And without it, I am nothing. And when I lost it, it really became the end of the world for me. For context, let's get into how I experienced a crisis at some point in my life. So that when we're boiling down into it, we have like a point of reference. So yeah, let's go back to when I was 19. I was just like in college. And around that time, I had broken up with my ex. I had like this three-month relationship that meant everything to me. Um, we were so in love for those three months, yes. <laughs> but um, it just came to a point where it ended and that really, 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 really sucked for me. I, I think looking back, I had placed all my value against that relationship. It was like my sustenance. And that's a big responsibility for one person. It was unfair for them to have to carry that, you know, burden or that responsibility that, in fact, should have been my own. So, yeah, it ended. And I was I was really working towards getting by. Hmm. So, while I was going through this breakup, processing everything, um, I decided to go to one of my friend's performances to like get my mind off things. Um, this friend is a, was an upcoming artist, so I was like showing up in support for a friend. 
and at this time I was living with my dad and um, I guess I got late nearly chalewa at the events and my dad was really really concerned he kept calling me like where are you and I was like I'm coming in a bit I just need to like finish this thing up and he'd call me like 100 million times <laughs> And Mimi, I wish I could go home on my own, but I couldn't because I didn't know the way from Dagos to home, like from Dagos to Tikaru with me. Eh, I was fresh out of high school. I didn't know nothing. <laughs> so uh, basically, I was really, really late from this event and I got home at like 10 and that was late for, that was the first time for me getting home that late. And my dad did not like it at all. So it became a whole thing. Immediately I got home, my dad sat me down and he started like um, reading me. <laughs> Basically like um, a list of all the things I've been doing wrong. And then this one is a cherry on top. And it became a whole thing. And I started crying. Um, and... As I was crying, because I'm a soft dwarf, I don't respond well to pressure. Um, he said, Come on, and honey, the way I was like infuriated by that response, um, I got up, I went, packed my things into this like big, massive camping bag that my brother gave to me. And I went to my mom's. And mind you, my mom's place is not like the sanctuary. <laughs> you might think it is, honey. It's actually frying pan to the fire. But in that time, I wasn't really thinking clearly. Because, you know, there was a lot going on with me emotionally. And so I wasn't really being rational with the decisions I was making. So me, I was there boiling in the middle of the night with my massive camping bag and all my belongings at the stage waiting for my tattoo. Like now at that time it was like 12 p.m. <laughs> you know, trying to get my tattoo to my mom's. Mind you, at this time, you know, my dad is my sole provider. He's feeding me, he's sending me money, he's paying my school fees. All of these things just now I lost in that in that night and now I had to go to my mom who is a prayer warrior let me tell you something she's one of those people who wake up at 3am in the morning to cast out demons honey and so going back to my mom's was not the wisest of decisions so imagine me in the middle of the night walking into my mother's house like that little scene from Little woman Atlanta, the girl is walking in like, hey, <laughs> yo, tough times, I mean. Anyway, yeah, so in that period, I was really like disoriented. I was thrown off. There was so much change going on from losing my, my partner to um, getting sent away from home to coming into this toxic environment. And then you know, having to defer school, like drop out and all of this happening in the same period. It was just, it was just overwhelming. I remember 
how my sleeping habits changed. I lost a lot of weight. I was very moody. I I could not. I did not have a bandwidth for anything. I remember also like withdrawing terribly. So depressed that I would spend my days in bed. I neglected my personal hygiene. I was keeping showers. But in that time, one thing that really kept me going is my brother. He would like. He used to travel a lot, but whenever he came, like in weeks intervals, he'd come into my room and check up on me, ask me how I'm feeling, how I'm doing. He'd empathize. And also he'd ask me like, what are your options right now? What, what do you want to do? How can I help? And that's continuous like checking in really 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 helped me come up with like action plans and I, in those conversations is when i decided to explore my options when i got to realize oh i can do this i could apply for this this and this job i have this and this and this qualification so i got i applied a few jobs i decided to like volunteer at some clinic and just get myself out of that space and like get my life up and running again a little resuscitation <laughs> jesus and so if you can observe in that time honey i i didn't realize i had options in the first place and it was it was a steady decline let me tell you something it was a steady decline but yeah after a couple of months months honey of downtime i finally gained some sense of direction and i would not have done it without the support from my brother just coming in and checking in on me whenever he could and asking me those those really directive questions those stoic questions honey um so i applied for jobs i did internship at some clinic I've even like decided fuck it let me get out of here and I initially I didn't even think of that as an option I didn't think I could exist in a space outside of my parents house so now I volunteered I decided fuck it why why not I volunteered I went to coast for like 3 months and that was a turning point for me and my life um I got to discover new interests of mine. I never thought I could be a teacher, but honey, I taught the girls. I taught the girls. I realized that I'm good at teaching. I really discovered myself in that period. And, you know, if the things had not played out the way they did, I would not have learned that much about myself. I even learned that I could model that this face is interesting because away at Kitambo I used to think I'm ugly. I <laughs> so I realized damn this this is a high value asset and I need to be taking better care of myself. And yeah, that's just a bit of a summary of the little crisis that I went through. And the reason why I shared that is because I wanna 
go through this protocol and deduce from that experience you know it's a little tool that i have right now that helps me get through difficult times when i feel that things are getting out of hand it gets overwhelming when you have so much going on so much change happening in your life and you don't even know where to start it can cause you to feel helpless and hopeless and god knows where that road leads so it's good to have this little thing under your belt honey so let's get into it in this protocol for crisis the first step number one is to tell the story i always talk about how therapy fundamentally just gives you space to listen to yourself the therapist's responsibility is to mirror your thoughts your feelings and your behaviors so that you can observe them from an outside perspective and that is how you realize the gaps and the problems because again when you have you know all of these things just stored and tucked away in your mind you you don't really get the full perspective of it but when you get to express it you now realize the fullness of what is going on you know and i know i know therapy therapy is freaking expensive now now don't worry it's not just therapy that's not the only option i feel that another tool you could use to tell your story is by journaling just writing it down whatever is going through your mind and a few prompts that i came up with you know to ask yourself what happened or what is happening that allows you to just narrate whatever happened and you get to process it as you transfer it from your mind to a piece of paper that way it leaves you it leaves your body it leaves your mind next and another prompt you could ask yourself how does it make me feel now that all of these things are happening how am i feeling and then what has changed so far yeah the next prompt would be what do these changes mean to me and then the next question would be how is it affecting me as a person the point of this fast step is to capture the scope of everything and to step outside and experience that event in another perspective you know when you have it on a piece of paper and now you're reading and recounting everything that's going on you are becoming an observer now rather than a participant it doesn't have to be journaling alone i think another option would be having conversations with your friends and i think even as a friend this could be a really useful tool to have to support your friend who is experiencing changes it doesn't have to be like a major event like a loss or anything even small changes like getting into a new job moving to a new apartment these are things that we need to explore so that we are more in touch with what's going on 
it also helps you become more self-aware and have a more intimate relationship with your friend and yourself and your partner as well yeah for those of you all who are dating kudos kudos what can i say okay number two number two is identify the major problems now that you've gotten to express the fullness of a story um, by now you, you might have observed some themes in in that story in that experience and being able to pick them out and sort of like rank them and name them really helps in that process of deciphering what's going on you know like asking yourself what are the common denominators next number three um this is a very very important one you need to ask yourself am i safe and what does safely safety look like for me you know here and now what do i need especially when you are in a dangerous situation or when you're when you're in a space where you don't mind yourself too much you're not caring for your like well-being you're not watching your diet basic hygiene that really is a factor to consider um, in the conversation around safety. So yeah, that's number three. Number four would be processing the feelings. Um, because when you're going through big changes, again, um, and things are feeling out of hand, there's a lot of feelings that come um, and bubble up. You know throughout the whole experience and it's important to to process them otherwise they're gonna manifest in times and places and situations that are out of your control and so it's better for you to have a handle of things and allow the emotions to come up and to go in that time and one way i would recommend for you to like feel your feelings is through meditation um that's um something that works for me it might not necessarily work for you but i'm sure there's many many other alternatives to meditation but for me i try to sit with my feelings and just notice them in meditation and notice how they manifest physically um observing like tightness in my chest however it's manifesting just being able to observe it um and in a way that is like non-judgmental don't try to change it don't try to make it go away just allow it to be there with you because there's a reason it's there you are going through a difficult time and so it's perfectly normal for these feelings to come up and these physical manifestations are also perfectly normal and so by allowing yourself to feel those feelings and experience them in their fullness you lend to that process of letting go yeah i hope that makes sense moving on number five um after exploring or feeling your feelings i think 
you will have achieved some sense of groundedness and like level-headedness and now you can start making decisions and exploring options so number five is exploring alternatives asking yourself what can i do what do i want out of this um what are my options so who can i talk to what resources do i have and all of these questions will help you rally up all the energy around you and have them down on a paper and see which ones would work best and which ones would not serve well to the intended outcome when you have your options listed down now you can move on to the next one which is number six develop an action plan now that you know what you have you need to figure out what you're gonna do specific goals and little objectives that lead up to the goal and these objectives need to be specific measurable attainable they need to be realistic um time bound you need to know by this and this time what um, should i have achieved having that laid out will lift off a sense of helplessness i'll just go away and it's such an empowering process to just write down little objectives that you have and observing how these small steps can really propel you towards where you want to get honey that is the seventh and final step in this protocol for crises so remember that crises take on different forms for different people and it all you know depends on how we perceive things how we perceive a particular event it can be a crisis for me and it's not a crisis for you but that, that that doesn't take away from the reality of my experience as a person who's going through it you know so i hope if you find yourself in a space where you need to use this protocol you also remember to be compassionate with yourself to take care of yourself your feelings in these in this situation are valid and they need to be felt for you to get out of that space for you to move on as we wrap up this episode of how it is we want to expand a massive thank you to you our incredible listeners if you enjoyed today's conversation <laughs> don't forget to hit that subscribe button or follow button depending on what platform you're listening from and leave a review um, and share with your loved ones or your friends just share the love share the love on you until next time stay fab stay true to yourself and keep embracing how it is sending you all my love